Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Tuesday afternoon. What a beautiful fall day. The sun is shining. The sky is blue. Not at all like what they're having in Edmonton. And that's why we're going to Edmonton. David Staples, columnist from the Edmonton Journal. Hello, David. Hi there. How are you doing? Good. How are things in Edmonton today? Yeah, miserable, raining. <laughs> okay, just to Terrible. be clear, that's not the reason I called David. wasn't just to get a weather <laughs> report. Uh, I've talked to David before, and we know the, the big issue here is the arena, the Flames and the city. Ken King saying they're done negotiating. We heard the city's stance last week, and you know my stance. But I, I wanted to bring in David because he has gone through this whole debate as part of Edmonton as they work towards their new arena. And and I want to hear how they managed to work things out. David, when did the negotiations begin? Because Ken King is saying we've had two years and nothing's happening, so he's walking away from the table. How long were you? the Oilers and the city of Edmonton negotiating two years and he's giving up. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he says. I doubt it. People are, that's just clearing your throat on a debate like this. I mean, (laughs) in Edmonton at last, it started in the Oilers owner, the first, the previous owner of the team, Cal Nichols and the EIG first raised it in 2005 about building a downtown area. Then there was a task force about, what to do, you know, including all the, the you know, the the mayor and the, the the hockey team and various civic leaders. And they decided on a downtown arena. Then the team changed hands. Kate's bought it. And it, it the, so starting in 2006, 2005, when Nichols first brings it up, and then the deal was finally done in 2013. Mm. The, the, the really angry, acrimonious debate probably started in about 2008, and lasted for five years. Angry, acrimonious debate. That is exactly where we are right now in Calgary. So it looks like we have a few more years before we have an arena. But um, let's just remind everyone, what did it finally take? What was the deal that Edmonton was signing off on for the new arena? Well, I'll, like if, if you want to know the ingredients in making an arena deal, if that's the goal, you need, you're going to have to have political leadership. You're going to have to have a mayor who wants this deal and, and is working hard to make that happen. Now, I don't know if, if that's an itchy or not. I don't follow it closely enough because I did see for the first time he came out with kind of a plan for arena. But you need solid political leadership because there is fierce opposition against this kind of thing. The opposition in Edmonton never really came from city council. City council was also pretty much on board with it, although the whole thing did fall apart at one point over money in negotiation with Cates as well. But the city always really wanted a deal with Cates because our downtown's so terrible here, we needed to fix it up badly. Mm -hmm. You don't have that situation in Calgary. Well, some would argue we do, but continue. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, you know, city council was was highly motivated to do a deal, so is Cates, because these are great deals for the arena owners. Uh, It did fall apart, though, at one point, because Kate suddenly there seemed like a new demand from Kate's for essentially about five to six million dollars a year in subsidy and it seemed to come out of nowhere and it just blew the whole thing up and city council at that point voted to shut down negotiations and Kate's then threatened to move the team to Seattle mm-hmm. and I think the owners need to make that threat 
of moving the team. They need to play that card because if they don't play that card, they feel like, well, I'm a businessman. I haven't played all my cards yet. Haven't got the best possible deal I can. I haven't threatened enough. So you, you, that card will be played. It sounds like it is being kind of played in Calgary already where there's a real threat to move the team. And it, and it does kind of wake everybody up. You know, but at that point, City Castle said, you know, we're done. And it was Cates, I think, who who blinked, and he apologized to the fans and the city for making such a threat. And we had a deal about five months later, four or five months later, which, um, you know, the city did give on it, and so did Cates in the end. But it's about a 50-50 uh, public-private funding arrangement on the arena deal here in Edmonton. And I know these deals can get pretty complicated. And uh, and David, I mean, I'm I'm giving you what Mayor Nancy had said last week, and it's a it's a dead deal. So maybe it's useless for me to even share this. But they were looking at a third. So the city putting in a third, the owners putting in a third, another third would be recouped through um, ticket tax. And even with that deal. Mayor Nancy or the City Hall, I mean, I don't think he's the only one at the table, was saying that you will own that building and that means you're going to pay property taxes. And if you don't want to pay property taxes, then we have some type of revenue sharing agreement. Because right now with the Flames, they make all the money in the concessions, they make all the money in the parking, and they don't pay any property taxes. So how does it look for Edmonton when we start to break it down that way? Well, well, that would be Daryl Cates and Edmonton has a way better deal than that mm-hmm. than what was offered by Nancy. Okay, mm-hmm. so the city owns the building, but mm-hmm. Cates leases the building, yeah. and he he controls the building. He gets all the revenues from the building, and but he's in charge of capital costs for the building for the term of the lease. So he, you know, whatever needs to be fixed up and running operational costs, he runs, he does all of that. Mm-hmm. So in, in, in terms of the money, it came from 25% Kate's 25% ticket tax. So that's all private money. Yeah. So in Calgary, that's 66% private money. And then a third is a loan from the city, I understand, yeah. from the city to the flames. Now, a loan, depending on the terms of the loan, that could work, but that's really, that's still a loan that the private company um, has to pay. pays back. Yeah. So it's essentially it's all private. Mm-hmm. That would be, you know, you can frame it, you know, this difficult to exactly frame these things, but it's essentially that's all private money, not 50-50 right. like it was in Edmonton. So that's not, like I could see why the Flames ownership would be very unhappy. That said, you know, what's the leverage? Because Calgary has a downtown arena. Your downtown, I think, is it's it's uh, significantly nicer as a starting point than Edmonton's was. Yeah. Whether it could improve a lot is another in question. I imagine an arena district done well could really improve your downtown. Mm-hmm. But it's a harder sell there because uh, because your downtown's better. And also, Calgary has never been threatened, really threatened with losing your NHL team. We we almost lost our team to Houston in 1998. We came with like just within a the closest you could come without losing a hockey team. You've never had that in Calgary. You're a better hockey market. So the threat of moving the team is less credible because it's such a great hockey market. All kinds of teams would probably want to move right back in there, although the NHL in its spite might not allow that. Yeah. So, David, if 50% in the Edmonton deal is coming from private funds, as you say, between 25% with Cates and 25% with the tickets uh, tax, so then 50% was from the city of Edmonton. And to be clear, the province said no, correct? 
Well, it's from a mechanism, mainly from a mechanism called the CRL, which you guys have in Calgary around your big Glenbow office tower. And essentially what you do is you build public infrastructure, uh, street improvements or a building like a museum or an arena. Mm -hmm. And so we built this arena with this money. And um, so what happens is all the new property taxes that are created in that area go to pay off that, go to, go to uh, pay off the CRL. So, um, you, you've, like if the if the area was collecting ten million and it's suddenly collecting a hundred million, you have ninety million dollars in new property taxes, and that goes to pay off the CRL, and that's what's uh, the hope is in Edmonton, it's, and it's really working. I mean, we've had all kinds of new development around the arena, and the CRL coffers for the downtown are bursting. So, this, and the CRL that's, then that's kind of the provincial side of it because that's where the tax yes. would ultimately go to. It's the provincial uh, province. Yeah, a third of that tax would go to the province normally. Okay. The, the education portion of the property tax, but that's the province waives that. So that, so in that way, the province does fund yeah. about a third of the CRL. And it's just as it happens in downtown Calgary right now yeah. around your bow office. Yeah, and our East Village is CRL. And um, yeah, that's exactly right. They're great right. deals for the city. And they mm-hmm. should, this, you know, if you, if you wanted to have city involvement, it would be through a CRL. Now, I don't know if the province would approve a CRL or not. Well, and they were able to sell them on it for the East Village development, and uh, so maybe either they say, we've already put enough in the CRLs with that project, we can't continue to do that. However, yeah. Possibly. Okay, David, I want to take a break here, because, so, the arena, and I was there on the weekend, and that is a monstrosity. I was in Edmonton, I wasn't actually at the (laughs) arena. That's a monstrosity of an arena, but after the break, I, I want to hear from you the upside of this new arena. David Staples is my guest this half hour, columnist from from the Edmonton Journal. Back with David after this. Why are we talking about the arena again, Ange? We talked about it all last week and we'll probably talk about it, well, for the next three weeks because, like it or not, it has become an election issue. And I've been pretty clear, not crazy about the idea of, I, I love the idea of a new arena, but at what cost? And even when the uh, the dead deal last week was laid out on the table, when Marinanchi said, well, this is what we were offering the Flames and this is what they didn't like, I thought, okay, I can live with it. I, I mean, I, I do understand that there has to be some level of taxpayers' dollars going into this. It's just what level? And that's why I wanted to bring in David Staples. He is with the Edmonton Journal. And, of course, now they have their lovely new arena up in Edmonton. It's an arena? Remind me what's under that massive roof. Well, uh, there's the the arena proper. Mm-hmm. And there's a community arena. That's where the Oilers practice. Mm-hmm. And there is a something called the Winter Garden. So Edmonton's north edge always had this massive kind of arterial road, Stony Plain Road, which separated the downtown. And what the Winter Garden does is the the arenas on the north side of the road, and the Winter Garden is this huge kind of enclosed pedestrian bridge that goes right over this big arterial road and will join up with the arena district. And that's where all the high rises uh, Western Canada's tallest building, taller than anything in Calgary, is going up there right now. And we're going to have a new hotel, 50-story hotel, I think it is, and uh, other tall residential buildings are already going up, plus a big plaza for public events there on the south side of the road. So that's just taking shape now. So the arena, the community arena, and then the beautiful winter gardens that I've heard such great things about. Correct. 
The lease that Kate's has, is it, uh, because I know the Flames, uh, they have a lease as well, and it's a dollar a year. Is that similar to what Kate's has over the next, is it 30-some years? Um, it's the word in the terminology yeah, is a course. little bit different. Like yeah. It's different in every city. But essentially, I think Kate's pays about, if, if memory serves, and this was a few years ago the deal was done, it's about $5 million a year that he essentially pays rent. Um uh, for um, operating the building, so he doesn't own the building, right? But he pays five million a year to to control the entire thing. Mm. Well, I mean, there. So he's actually paying um, uh, rent. Correct. That's yeah. his contribution, and um, that's that. It's not officially called rent, but that's what it is. Yeah. All right, David. So you say you have seen all that downtown core already revitalized what kind of you know in those early days when you said things were very fierce very heated what kind of comments are you hearing now from those critics well people who oppose the strongest opponents of the edmonton arena deal were opposed on ideological grounds and there were people who said you know i don't want one tax dollar going to pay to help a a billionaire owner and millionaire players Mm -hmm. And the people who said that then are saying exactly the same thing now. They didn't oppose this um, on business grounds, really. They weren't looking. They weren't. They weren't really looking at what this could do for the downtown. The people who supported the arena, like me, said this could do wonders for our downtown. Um, it has done so in other cities like Columbus, uh, San Diego, Los Angeles. We could have the same thing happening here. That was always the hope. Mm-hmm. And it's a bet you make. It's a risk. And if your downtown is bad enough, I think your people are re- really willing to take that risk. And that was certainly the case in Edmonton. And um, as I was just saying earlier, we, we are already seeing building far beyond any expectations. I mean, the hope initially was that Cates was going to put 100 or $200 million investing in it. But in fact, the investment is more than looking to, it's taking shape as more than $2 billion dollars. His in our investment? downtown. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. As far as what's been uh, revitalized in that downtown core, then. two billion for all these big buildings, yeah. like for these skyscrapers and other buildings that are going up. So it is an it's an absolutely massive uh, build up that's going on. And in fact, the Edmonton Arena District is is growing faster than any of the uh, arena districts in these other cities that I mentioned that where they had some real success. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, um, we know that we're still going to have a few more years, we're sure, of the of the debate, but... Uh, Maybe yeah. not. It, it, it's really a political... Like, yeah, we never had it as an election issue like you guys have. Yeah, yeah. It never flared up in an election like, like you guys are experiencing. And this is very interesting. I think it's going to reach new heights in the next four weeks, but... You know, so if Nenshi stays and he's given that mandate, yeah, you, it's going to go on and on, I think. Mm. But if it's a new mayor it may move a lot faster. So that's for you guys to decide. Exactly. David, uh, thanks so much. Appreciate the background. Thanks. David Staples, he is a columnist with the Edmonton Journal. I've got lots of texts, and I don't want to spend a lot more time on this, but I will read those texts in our next half hour. Plus, I want to hear more about daylight saving time. Is it really dead, or just this committee is saying it's dead? Because it sounds like the Premier is saying, no, we're still going to bring it before the legislature. So we'll talk about that as well. Continue to send your texts, 403-974-8255.